to not try this the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new i'm marcus that's nick nick how are you marcus i am feeling buoyed up nope i am feeling up nope i was nope i was i'm feeling let's work through this jazzed up like jazzed up because it is starting to be warmer and i get to wear my 25 year old sweater 30 year old sweater now that can you, can my you, partner hates your it partner is. hates it can you can you fashion show it a little bit can you like i don't know how much standing room you have over there it is oh yeah really look at long. that rock aware vintage. vintage got it from my got it from my best friend joseph cruz who got it from his daddy and I still have it, and I still wear it, and I think it's retro and looks nice and cool, and everyone disagrees with me. But at some point, some fad or fashion thing will loop around, and I'll be in because it is close. comfy. It is comfy. It is loose. It's long. I feel good in it. I imagine this is how like Renfair nerds feel wearing like those sleeveless, long cotton vests. I don't even know mm-hmm. what they're called. Like the Matthew Mercer thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's, it almost feels like that, but it's cool because it's rock aware. I be- you know, I, I don't think we're quite there in the fashion trend yet. Right rock now, aware is not back? No, it's not back yet. But right now yeah. we're like kind of skirting towards that. Because we're in the oh, 90s. Oh, because we hit 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in 90s. We're in post-academia fashion mm-hmm. style. We're... we're we're getting Grunge, there. Okay. Right? Yeah. So soon it's going to be the rock aware. I saw someone recently posting about how drippy the like the the button ups that had the entire thing covered in like Spider-Man. Like it was Ooh, one I'm big Spider-Man close. picture, one big I'm Yu-Gi-Oh real picture. Close. That is right before what you're wearing. Wow. Well, pretty soon I'll be dripping. Guys, this is now try this. Like Marcus said, we're best friends and we try stuff. But what does that mean? That means every week one of us takes something that we love, that we're passionate about, that we're excited about and challenge the other one to watch it. But today is a little bit of a strange challenge because this was a joint challenge from uh, I, I would kind of say it's a joint challenge between you and Joseph challenging me because today we are doing Scream 6, but make sure to check out next week because next week is powered by Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash now try this cast is where you guys voted and we are doing Ted Lasso season three. However many episodes are out so far by next week is what we'll be doing on the podcast live on twitch.tv slash now try this cast tuesday at 9 p.m i'm interested in this challenge i feel like this is the first time we've gotten a repeat challenge on the patreon and it's the first time for us to have a follow-up you know what this this opens a big door because i made you watch like the first episode of gilmore girls Uh uh-huh maybe i challenge you to watch an episode of the second season or the third like yeah. this opens up a whole new thing of and we've just been talking about like i don't know we feel like we've like messed up today is scream tea yes mm-hmm. thank you for joining us we've talked about like oh you know how many things do we like really love are that are left and we're like a lot because there's yeah. lots more seasons and sequels and things yeah so Ted Lasso season three coming our way yeah 
Okay. I think you're right. I think it's, I like follow-up episodes. I like stuff like that. We just have yeah. busy lives and we don't have the ability to do that. But if those patrons, if that Patreon number goes up a little bit, just a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of it, then we could afford to quit our jobs and do this full time. Yes, we will quit. Guys, if you, we don't, we don't want to do it. But enough of you join the Patreon. We'll quit our jobs and do more stuff. I would work if this covered yeah. even half a salary. I would work switch to a part time job and do this the other part time. Marcus, there's no question. I just need this to pay enough for the rent. Not even food. I'll figure out. Food. I'll scrounge <laughs> around for food. I will find a way to eat. Just pay the rent so my partner's not mad and we are Gucci. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number See, one, you fan are the number one fan. Has you are three the number one subs fan. to the Patreon. That is that is true fandom right there. That is a man who wants us to watch the things that he wants us to watch. <laughs> and if you want to beat him, go ahead and join him at patreoncom slash cast. Now, Marcus, we very unfortunately weren't here last week, but that's because we had to recover. We had to, like, get our sea legs back because we did something very exciting together in person. Dun, dun, dun. I am so hyped about this next segment because I don't get to see you. I don't think the people on the podcast know that, like, I don't really see you that much in person. I see yeah. you once a week on the podcast, but so do they. Yeah, you some one of us <laughs> wanted to like go and like be middle class and buy a home and leave New York City and to like find greener pastures. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Leaving the other one to die destitute on the seats on the streets of New York City. I'll let you guys guess. I which hope one. you're not dying and destitute on the streets it feels of that New way. York City. It feels that way without you. All right. It feels that way without you. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we we don't. Um, we thank goodness uh, we have a couple listeners here and they allow us this time to be on our schedules, to meet up every week, to connect, to watch things together. And, you know, it, it's that little, little taste of what college used to be like, where we would on a late night, go watch a shitty movie or do this or do that and go around and we get a small sampling of that. But this last weekend, we got to actually do that, just like old times with our other friend, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one day I think I can convince you to get a house in the suburbs of New Jersey. And... I don't think it's going to be that hard. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Listen. The other day we were walking around, Lexi and I, and we were talking about the future and things. And I just I was just like, you know, we could move to Dunkirk, my hometown. Yeah. Right now and feel like millionaires. Yeah. Right now. Not with not with save not with saving anything. No. Just with like one month's worth of pay and just go there and we'd be like Gucci for a solid minute. There's also places in upstate New York that you could your cash would go a long way still. Not as much as Dunkirk, man. That's I true. looked, I looked, and sure. you know, one year of your mortgage payments would buy a whole house over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But you know, we we have been talking about the future, so maybe it'll happen. But Marcus, stop bearing the lead. Stop it. Tell me what did we do, Nick? We went to Boston to head over to PAX East, which is a yearly gaming and board game convention, video game and board game convention that I go to every year. And 
I wanted you to come. Mm -hmm. And you and Joseph joined me in my misdeeds, not misdeeds, in adventures. Oh, so many misdeeds. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been before, but it was it was super special because uh, Joseph has a family. He's got kids. He doesn't get out much. <laughs> and bringing him along to a convention he's never been at was a lot of fun. And it was great. We we saw the con. We saw just a little bit of Boston and we got to play games and it was fantastic. What were yeah. some of your favorite parts, Marcus? Man, it's so funny because I feel like I was stressed out a lot about PAX because I was like, I want to make you guys happy. I want to make other people who were going with us happy. I wanted to make, you know, people we were going there and also wanting to see happy. And I was stressed out. But once I got in there and once I got on the floor and we made it through the doors and we were inside, I was like, I am at this awesome, beautiful, cool place with my best friends and I, I couldn't be happier. I, I It was fantastic. So just the vibes of like us goofing around, being, you know, communicating with one and each other, what we wanted to get done, what our needs and wants were throughout the day, I think was great. And getting to kind of speed run the floor with you guys and you guys just be like, you know what? We're going to follow Marcus zooming around for a little bit and then kind of peel off and do what we want to do as we see things. It was very nice. It was great. It, mm -hmm. And I... PAX is one of those conventions where if you've been to Comic-Con, uh, you don't understand what PAX is. The only th way you can get it is if you go, because it's just big enough to be exciting and daring and a whole bunch of new things. But it's just small enough where it feels like you're making a dent. It feels like you are like learning things and seeing interesting yeah. things like uh, some conventions are so big and so many people. But, but PAX, everyone's friendly everyone's complimentary mm -hmm. uh, everyone wants you to stop them and bother them about their games everyone yep. wants you to go to their booth they want you to stop it, but they're not pushy about it they're also awkward gaming nerds so they're like oh, if you want to play your game that's cool i remember i bought tome like game that's like spades yeah and when we walked up i was like oh this box looks so cool and there were two guys there one was doing a demo and the other guy was like oh uh uh yeah uh a tome and i was like yeah looks looks really cool what is it he's like oh uh, well uh and he explained to me what it, i was like that sounds great i want to buy it he's like oh uh, 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 uh other guy the other guy had to do it so he had to come up he's like oh you, you want to buy the game and i was like yeah and he was like dude do you want to buy the expansion too? I was like, oh, what's the expansion? He's like, oh, well, it adds this. And um, I was like, oh, how much it is? Oh, it's it's 18 for all of it. And I'm like, great, I'll take it. And he's like, oh, great. Oh, I don't have a bag. Oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. It was so, and that energy yeah. was throughout the whole con yeah. for everything. And I, I love it. Yeah, it was great too because he definitely gave you a discount because it was like $5 and then it was on sale for $4 and you got it for $3. And it was like, oh, that's pretty good. I love it. I will tell you, there was one moment where that happened and I didn't get the. So when we sat down to play set to watch set a watch this that D&D &D game, I knew that the base game was $30 uh -huh. and then I can get the expansion for $20 and I can get $50 for all of it. Retail MSRP was like 40 and 40 or something. Yeah, which is already a deal. But I didn't know if I wanted the expansion. But when I went up, she was like $40 for both. And I was like, give me those games. Yeah. Give me those games yeah. right now. Yeah. But she was in the cashier. When she brought me to the cashier, the cashier corrected at 50. Uh, I was like, oh. lame. Man. Lame. All if right. It was a I'll smaller just... booth. You could have gotten away with it. I would have insisted. I, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have insisted. I would have just like, oh, I thought you said 40. 
like in a disappointing yeah. way. <laughs> that would get some people. But yeah, I Listen. think the coolest thing about PAX, if you've never gone, it's a huge gaming convention, but it it's so personal. It's one of the few gaming conventions that I've seen that everyone's experience is so different than what you may want to do. Like you can perfectly curtail the experience to be exactly what you want to get out of a convention. You want to spend all day playing board games. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You want to spend all day going to tournaments. That's fine. You want to play magic, the gathering all day. You could do that. You want to play Pokemon all day. You could do that. You could play, you do anything. You just want to try board games out. If you just want to focus on video games and spend all day, like doing demos of new games and indie games and talking to developers, you can do that too. If you just want to hang out, going to panels or just meeting other people who are like into the same kind of games you are. You can do that. Go to the after parties, make out with strangers. You can do whatever you want to do. And it's great. I was watching videos of people's experiences at PAX and what they've been going through. Oh yeah. And it's vastly different than mine. I was like, Oh, they're like standing in line waiting for games. They're like talking to different developers. They're trying different games out but for me i feel like i spend a lot of time going to the game booths looking at the games and buying games but i don't necessarily try any of the video games because a lot of times the demos are out on steam and so i'll like make a mental note or i'll take a little card and then go home and download the game and try it out or something totally later yeah yeah Yeah, i can't i couldn't imagine it's crazy to me that there's just all these PCs of all these games that people are just like trying out. Yeah, it just seems like it, only because so many of the games seem like so resource managey or like farmy or like all these things. It's like you're not going to what are you going to do in 10 minutes? Yeah, it's <laughs> you also, know? but yeah, that's true. I love that people are passionate about it. It's, it's so cool to see. Yeah. It. And I honestly, I wish I had four days to be there the whole time i would totally play some games honestly why the hell not thinking about it and watching those videos again i was like depending on who joins me next year like if it's just me and matthew again like i'm just gonna go the one friday but if like darren joins and like her cousins were talking about maybe coming and and like p and anuja were talking about maybe coming if they all those people come to pax i might Mm -hmm. do two-day thing where i have one day kind of like doing what I want to do. And then the other day kind of being like a, a chauffeur to everybody. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think you should have a, honestly, it's so fun to go with people, but it's the kind of kind of where I wouldn't mind going by myself either because yeah. so people are so friendly. Mm-hmm. The booth people are so friendly and there's so much to do. There's um, a lot, especially like you said, like there were, we thought about joining a tournament. We wanted to join a tournament but we just didn't have the time i feel like it it the thing with the that too is that like i would recommend for most people like if you are an efficient person who like knows what they want and can be in and out go for one day try it out but 100%. if you're like you know that you love these things you this is a huge passion of yours and if you're a little bit like more sociable i recommend multiple days 100% and especially if you're if you are someone who you know, doesn't have a lot of friends or maybe you don't even have a significant other. There are parties that I've been to around PAX mm-hmm. that are actually a lot of fun, really yeah. fun, like at bars and dancing and stuff. But because it's this atmosphere, they're really fun. They're really yeah. nice. And uh, again, if, if you don't like don't have a lot of friends, 
try to stay at a hotel near the con because people are playing in the lobbies. People are around yep. all day long during these tournaments, during these free plays where people will let you just join them. We're yeah. just, they, they're just looking for more people to play. Same with D&D. Same with, you know, some people bring their whole freaking PC builds and do PC gaming. Yeah, that's true. It's a great place to make friends. For sure. It is. I may I've made one friend. I've made zero friends at PAX, but it seems like a great place to make friends. I street passed a bunch of people on my 3DS and I was hyped. That's so silly. I'm so well, glad it's that, dead that now. happened. To you. And some I games know. like you need to street pass people for them. So it's kind of nice. I love that. So I have here some of my pools. Do you want to talk about them real quick? Your pools? What are you talking about? My PAX pools. I got it in front of me right here. Oh, okay. What are you? I oh, got what you here's, bought packs. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Here's Tome. It's a spades-like game. Very pretty design. Where instead of like uh, cars, they're like elements. This is the one we just talked about. Um, I was gonna play this with Lexi, but we realized since it's like spades, you should play with four players. So you and Darren have to mm. play this one with us. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, honestly, it seems like a perfect four-player game. We both bought this game. Yeah. Where it is a deduction game where you are trying to lie about having luna in your hand while all these other skeletons are like it's coco there is a human in the skeletal world and you have to find the human um, but it's five to nine players so it's a great group game mm-hmm. and it's got this great art with that's very latino that's amazing that we both gravitated towards i got set a watch which is this game that we demoed because we were in line for something else and basically you choose four. it's one to four people can play and you choose four adventurers and you set watch like you do in a D&D game. And you that have to set fun. the watch. And I really I thought you hated it. that game when we were playing it. I did at the okay. beginning. <laughs> I did. I literally turned to Joseph and I did you see me pull yeah. out a five hour energy from my bag? Mm-hmm. Take half of it and tell Joseph, do you want the other half? And he went, no. And then he said, like, two more rules. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end, I totally got it. It felt like a good game. And then yeah. my big purchase here was Everdell. Oh, yeah. A huge game that is two to four players. One to four players. Nice. But basically, it's a world that's like Secret of Nim or something like that, where there's all these critters. And you are trying to like build a civilization in this Everdell place where it has all these like critters. And like in the game itself, you like make this tree like it stands up and like has all your resources. And I opened it up and I got the collector's edition. I got like metal coins in here and beautiful pieces. And it is very I am very excited to play. That's I'm excited to watch you play. (laughs) We're going to play about it. The last thing I got was I started getting this adventure. Oh, terrain. you built it out. That's cool. Yeah. That so where basically cool. it is terrain for D&D, but it is Legoed five by five. So I can rearrange this and I can buy more to build off. Of. They got castles. They got forests. They got more. They got jungles. They got trees. They got people. And Joseph had the great idea where if I can set it up, I can put all the minis that I have painted myself on it to display. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. This is a werewolf that I painted. That's really cool. I didn't know you painted minis. Just a couple. I started over the pandemic and then real life took over. And that is what I got. That's amazing. That's my pulse. 
So was my pool. I didn't bring my pool here upstairs, but oh, I I didn't either. I made my girlfriend go get it for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here's what I got. I got No More Heroes physical from Limited Run Games. I'm like I'm a huge game collector. I track all of my video games in an app so I can know like not not that I'm ever gonna resell them really. But like, I just like knowing which ones I need to go out and buy a case for because they're worth too much to get damaged now. Marcus, you're a collector. You're a collector. You ain't got to explain yourself. I'm a collector. You're a collector. Collectors never, they want to know the worth, but they, they're never going to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Rune Factory 4, because that's like a cute RPG farming simulator thing that kind of looked like fun. Death's Gambit Afterlife, which is a Souls-like Metroidvania game that I heard really good things about. And I picked up Yokai Watch because the 3DS is, you know, they they closed the eShop recently and a lot of people have been talking about that and, and it's been affecting game prices. And so I just wanted to pick it up because it was 20 bucks and a reasonable price before just in case it skyrocketed and I wasn't able to get any more. And I've always wanted to play Yokai Watch. Yeah. Physical media is this funny thing where, you know, some people are like, Oh, we need it forever. And then some of us are like, yeah, okay, everything's online. And then when everything's not available online, you're like, oh, shit, the physical people were right. Yeah, I'm a physical person for sure. I think that if you can get your media physically or, you know, save it on your private hard drives in some way, I think that is the way to go because streaming services are constantly like wheeling and dealing and selling the rights to different movies and TV shows to each other. And you never know if your favorite show is going to go away. So if you can get like an old DVD copy off eBay, like if especially if it's something, you know, you're going to watch it again and again and again, you might as well own it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But for video games, especially like, you know, PT, the playable teaser for silent hill that was created oh, yeah. and then like the game never came out and then they just removed it from the store there's like a bunch of games that like have had things like that happen to them yeah if you don't have that game on downloaded on your playstation from the time you just you just don't have it right yeah yeah and i also picked up board games i picked up deadly dowagers is kind of the highlight of the board games that i picked up which was a game where you play as women who are trying to marry up and then so you, in order to marry up you gotta not stay married and the way you don't stay married is by murdering your husband <laughs> it sounds dope i'm excited yeah. to play it sounds fun i haven't tried it out yet but i'm excited about that and i also got hysteria or mysteria what was that game called the card game hysteria hysteria i, hysteria. I picked up tower defense game i think it was called tower panic that looked pretty fun and it was like in a used board game pile and I got a couple other board games. I I feel like for me personally, I always put a lot of pressure on myself to come back with one good party game. Marcus, I have now met your friends from Boston. Uh-huh. That pressure does not come from you. That pressure comes from your friends. Thank you. Your, Thank the, you. Your, your friends look at you be like, well, you're the board game guy. <laughs> Show us a fun group game, Marcus. And I'm not... Those were the words that were said. I'm not hype. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't said like that. It was said much nicer. I will say that. But I guess it wasn't. They're just your friends. <laughs> yeah. They put a lot of pressure on you to buy a, like a, a couple group games. And but you I did succeeded. It, and it was great. I did. succeeded because we did pretty good. They were great games. Yeah, there was one where you have to, you get a word, you don't know what the word is, and your friends or whoever you're playing with write down a word associated with that word. And then if anybody has doubles, those get crossed out. They cross each other out. And then whatever's left over, the person whose word it is has to use those words to try to guess what their word 
was that they do very good group version of taboo you know mm-hmm. yeah so taboo like is a great game that we love whatever. yeah yeah exactly it's just like that some packs disappointments okay there was one thing that i saw that i realized i want to buy this and then i didn't see the one i wanted where i saw a whole bunch of pokemon cards that were graded that looked so cool and that were like 20 30 40 bucks and i was like you know what I would pay 40 bucks for a good Pokemon card in a little TCG mm-hmm. case that I could put on the, on the d- display, but I just didn't find the one I wanted. That's I fair. didn't find any of my favorite Pokemon. If I saw my favorite Pokemon, I would have put down at most 50, but less than that, hopefully on a graded Pokemon card. I didn't find one. I wish I did. I, there's something and now about, I'm on the hunt. There's something about the graded cases that I do like. I think I want, a graded so Pokemon pretty. card as well. Because yeah. after you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, that's like I'd pay 15, 20 bucks for like a shitty card. It could that be grade like. one. It's just in yeah. the grade thing. It looks nice, whatever. Or a common or just rare card, but it's your favorite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, like I have. I do that two, with comic books. I have two graded comics and mm-hmm. I love them. They look so nice. You know, just being yeah. graded and in the case, I have one old flash and one new flash and they're like so cool. I intentionally will sometimes go on eBay and look at like shitty graded comic books because it's like I don't need issue one of Venom or issue, you know, the first appearance of Carnage or whatever. I just like Venom. And so I want a random issue with that has a cool cover with Venom on it and graded. And that's and it doesn't have to be a 10 because I'm not trying to resell it. So if you put all that in, it's like 10 bucks on eBay, which is great. yeah yeah if i had a place to put them all i totally would buy yeah. more same so i would I, like i would yeah. buy more i right probably now will I have, get more flash at some point but right now i have walking dead mm-hmm. invincible because you got me that one and saga but i What's would like to get you like have, one, saga number one, one right whatever yeah saga number one yeah it's yeah. right behind the head nice that's good you got invincible number one saga number one and what walking dead number do you have just a random, just one? random one you like it has nagan yeah. and it's like 40 something 140 something has Negan and um Rick on it. So I was like, oh, that's a good one. Cool. That's a good one to get. Also, Amazing. we dueled in Yu-Gi-Oh! And I haven't dueled in a while. And you made me a cool zombie deck that was fantastic. And I loved it. Oh, my But it, it made me spend more money on Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. You saw, I showed you the case that I bought. It's, it's very nice. I ended up <laughs> buying a Trap Tricks deck. And it's a lot. All right, Marcus. Is there anything else you would like to talk about about packs? I guess we have to talk about Scream now. Guys, we are here today to talk about Scream 6. And Scream 6 is a 2023 American slasher film directed by Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette, written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. It is the sequel to Scream 2022 also known as Scream 5, and it is the sixth installment in the Scream film series. These guys also directed Ready or Not, and they both have a credit for Ready or Not, and segments from VHS. Ready or Not, I know you liked it. I love Ready or Not. Ready or Not is exactly what I want from a horror film. It is irreverent. It is funny. It is just a little spooky every once in a while with tension, but it's got good action. It's got good chase. It's got good tension. Love Ready or Not. One of my favorite horror films, I would hmm. say. 
Yeah, which is prob- felt probably like, why this one was all I was all about. That's fair. <laughs> if uh, it felt like easily digestible popcorn horror, you know. Don't don't downplay my favorite I'm film like, by yeah, calling it popcorn I'm not, horror. I'm not saying no. I'm absolutely just saying, not. No, like get your derogatory statements two out here or anything like. It's no. <laughs> what the freak is? It's terrifying not even like a saw. Too. You know what I mean? It's like you know how I feel about saw. Don't you dare! I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, Meridian I'm not trying to great. knock it. I'm just trying underrated. to let people know what underrated. kind of movie that underrated. is. Underrated. You this agree movie with me? You was liked a lot it. more it violent under- than Ready or Not. Yeah, it was. But the, the violence is what I talk about. I just liked how clean that story was. It was a simple oh, premise. They executed yeah, 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 this yeah. the premise well, and that's it. Yeah, that's all sure. I want for most horror movies. Most horror movies get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which is like the problem. Uh, but so a little backstory. I have probably watched one whole Scream movie, but in bits and pieces from television growing mm-hmm. up. So when Joseph mentioned, hey, Scream 6 is coming out of one of our packs, we should go see it. And you were like, hell yeah. And I was like, I've never seen them. And then just was like, well, you better get on it. So the two weeks leading up to PAX, I watched all five screen movies and I loved them. Nice. They are fantastic films. Mm-hmm. It is crazy to me that I haven't watched all of them. I had a great time. I had a great ride. But what's your history with the Scream franchise before we get to six? Look, Scream is an iconic franchise. The first one came out when we were very young. I have been a fan since the first one came out. Uh, And a fan on and off. I feel like whenever these movies come out, uh, maybe except one of them, but most of them are inoffensive. They're pretty fun. It's, It's a good time watching it and trying to figure out who the killer is. And then they always try to trick you up at the end. Well, I mean, the original, uh, the original and the first four were all made by Wes Craven, who Mm -hmm. is unilaterally, you know, one of the granddaddies of horror, Mm -hmm. the creator of Nelmar and Elm Street, the creator of lots of great stuff. And they're great. They're great. I think the screen movies were great. And then they also switched hands and they became very meta, which I thought was interesting after after Russ Craven stopped working on them. They also like they were meta too beforehand, but they got even more meta and leaned into that aspect of it as well. Um, I mean, that was kind of the I don't mean to push back, but that's kind of the shtick from the first one. The first one, they talk about horror movies in the opening scene, you know? No, 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 no. I'm not saying it wasn't meta from the beginning. It was meta from the beginning, but it got... It like knew what it was oh, meta doing. On itself. Yes, yeah, yeah. It knew what it's doing, and then later evolved and like dove into that, and then became mm. so meta that it was referencing itself. It references yeah. cultural things at the time. I think when it first started, it was like a self-aware horror movie, and it still is a self-aware horror movie. But now it's using other tropes of the time to comment on current horror. Whereas when it first came out, it was just commenting on like all horror that had come before it. Sure. Yeah. I totally hear that. Well, it's also funny because this, this movie kind of like marked the end of slasher movies. Like, you know, like before this time was the, the Jason's and the Freddy's and the Michael Myers. And all those were, all in their sixth or seventh installation mm-hmm. and they sucked and nobody liked them anymore and they weren't making money anymore. And Wes Craven himself said he was done making those kind of movies, especially because he said he wasn't comfortable with some of the things he's like 
accidentally said about like women and like the tropes and stuff like and he said he wasn't going to do horror anymore he said he wasn't going to do this kind of movie but then some random guy uh kevin williamson wrote this script and it came across his desk and you know the rest is history and this like marks like the end of that but then like the also the beginning of like a self-aware horror movie because this is the yeah. 90s man the 90s is the time of like detached irony yeah. like that was like the thing of the 90s and like that holds a special place in millennials hearts about like how we grew up and wh- how we view media and now it's just like a staple of the genre and they're still doing it it's wow yeah it's one of those movies that i feel like it really made its own path in the horror genre and like it has its fans like a lot of people who like horror like scream yeah do you think that for a lot of regular people they can get confused about scream and scary movie being the same movie 100 because the first scary movie was just scream but funny and so I think that confuses a lot of people. And when they think back on it, they remember scary movie more than they remember scream. Because it's the ridiculous moments of the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Scary movie. What's up? It was the time of the what's up and mm-hmm. ghost faces was upping. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You know what? I kind of want to watch scary movie now. It's been so long. Um, been so I'm long. sure it doesn't hold up. That's what I'm I'll sh- tell you. Comedy I'm at sure that it... time does not hold up. Usually. It was very homophobic. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just uh, there's so much to talk about, and I want to get to Scream 6 as quick as we can, but I I just have to talk about these other movies because I've just watched them all. You know, Scream 1 came out in 96 and then 97, and then a couple years later was Scream 3, but then it was 11 years for Scream 4, and then 11 more years for Scream 5, which is just crazy. But the the meta aspects of these movies, right, like really hit home for me because I have been kind of a viewer on the horror genre from a side mm-hmm. because of you and because of joseph i yeah. very rarely growing up sought out horror but i watched a good chunk because of yeah. you guys so seeing a movie that was self-aware felt like right in my wheelhouse like i loved i love meta commentary i love like pseudo intellectual like like oh let's like take the shit out mm-hmm. of this and let's put this and find out why we're doing this and you know and and the movies do that. I will say, though, there are parts of them that I'm just like, wow, I did not like that. OK, there are things that I did not like. Give us like I know I know in our own private chat, you were kind of talking about what your favorite parts were of each movie. But give us like overall, what are like some of the highlights and lowlights? Perfect. Scream one. Almost the perfect film. Almost the perfect film. It holds up. It's scary. It's tension. It's made. It feels reminiscent of Halloween. The first oh yeah carpenter in terms of not in copying it though there are some similarities in the tension building in the quick pace in the like we're getting to the point this is a crafted story from beginning to end that feels complete cohesive and i love it scream 2 trash dog water trash hated it hate scream 2 <laughs> yeah and and some people like scream 1 better than scream 2 but all i saw when i saw scream 2 was scream in college that's not good that is you can't just put is. you can't just make the same movie and put it in college and hope for the best. It was so bad. It was so dumb that I hated it. I hated Scream 2. It didn't have any. Give me one. Tell me, Marcus, tell me one kill from Scream 2. Tell me one character other than someone got main three people. I can't with you. You just I can't got dunked on. You just got dunked on, baby. Woo! 
You can't name a character. You can't name a memorable moment. It, it, who's Chelsea? I don't know. It's a white lady name. <laughs> and I will say that I felt pretty dumb because the girl that is spoilers for another horror film, Urban Legend, the girl that is the killer in Urban Legend is in this film. And I confused the two films. Oh, and I saw, oh, I've seen this film. Hard. And I waited the yeah. whole film for her to be the killer, and it wasn't her. And I was like, "This movie is stupid." Yeah, is this? But this is the one with Urban Legends better. But this is the one with the great intro, right in the movie theater. You like that intro? I, I a lot of people like that intro. Like, I know a lot of people like it. One of the like most iconic openings of a horror I know. movie. I hate. I it. liked it a lot. I thought it was cool at the time, I especially. It was cool. It felt so it feels so reductive <laughs> i understand why it was there i understand what i was trying to say but like to take a movie that didn't have any black people and then to put two famous black people at the beginning of your movie and then killing them right off i understand is a commentary about the black theater goer and about black people dying in movies but it felt i i didn't like it and I didn't like it because they also were just like mean. They were just like mean people. They were mean to each other. They were mean about dating. And I was like, this is just a bad relationship. All I'm watching are two people that shouldn't be in a relationship. And that's all I can focus on for the first 15 minutes of Scream 2. And then they die. And then they they end up not being important at all. And I'm like, I hate Scream 2. You know what? It's that, well, that's I, what happened you know to Scream 1. No, no, screw it. They have Drew Barrymore in the opening. And then she dies immediately. And it's Iconic, kind of like great. a misdirect. It's the Great. same shit. You have Jada Pickett Smith, but it worked. high, you know, paid actress. You have uh, what's the guy's name? Omar Epps. Yeah, Omar yeah, Epps. Like these very talented, very good people coming in hot, and then they kill him off again. It's bad. No, it's okay it's that you didn't like it, but I'm just saying it is an iconic scene that a lot of people Marcus, enjoy. It is some. So Scream is famous for its opening scenes, right? Scream Two is revered as one of the best. I know I'm I'm wrong mm. in terms of popular opinion, but I hated it. And that's how the movie started. And then we were just in college. We were dealing with sororities and fraternities, but yeah. like nothing was iconic. And then there was like that scene where they were just like out in a park and like they were just like looking around with like binoculars. And I was like, this is stupid. And then the re and then they have to be two killers because there are two killers in these movies. And the one killer, the first one we find out, is stupid. He's just like a film nerd yeah who's there for no reason and then the second killer is the first killer's mom from the first movie and i'm like where is the grand introduction where is the like <laughs> trumpets blaring that it's like the mom it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the mrs Voorhees of it all it was bad i hated it that's understandable i don't want to defend it because i don't remember it so now moving on to scream three which everyone thinks is the worst one which i you loved like I think the third or fourth best now. It is like high tier, high mid tier for me. Where Scream Three was the one where they were on the set of Stab Three for the whole movie. They were in Hollywood. Uh, but which at the time I feel like a lot, a couple movies were doing because I think Bride of Chucky oh, really? and one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets maybe or something. Oh, a new, a new, a new, new nightmare. nightmare. That one, yes. I like that movie. Uh, 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 I liked it too. Wow. Marcus, A New Nightmare came out before Scream 1. Hmm. 94. Hmm. Wow. 
So this, ahead of its time. So this was just a new nightmare again. <laughs> By no, the but same a new nightmare person. was <laughs> a new nightmare was different because that had like the, the them making the movie is what made it real. Because man, that isn't that what trippy. just happened here? Back, Making the no, movie what, is what made the murders happen. No, no, that was supernatural though. Like it was. I like know. Believing in Freddy is whether it's not supernatural or not. Oh, I do. Right, making Hugely. the movie made the murders happen. Oh man, I think. Sure, I think some. I yeah yeah I, I see what you're saying. I, I I see what you're saying. I I always put them in different camps though because supernatural horror movies and non supernatural movies feel like so different to me. You know, I love mm. a good non supernatural. I like a supernatural horror movie. Like it's cool with demons and crazy shit. But when you can make a horror movie that feels like it could be real, that really gets me going. I, get that. I mean, Saw I get that. are some of my favorite because I'm like, this is scary. This yeah, could yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. could tie me to a bear trap and put me in a basement. That's true. That could happen. Is that an invite for our fans? Uh, no one knows where I live. Don't dox me. So, <laughs> uh, but I like Scream 3. I liked the meta aspect. I liked the movie. I like being in Hollywood. The only thing that was a little silly was the final reveal. And there's only one killer, which I appreciated because mm-hmm. it was different. But the final killer was Sydney's long lost brother. And my biggest problem with it is it never came up again. I know that <laughs> is a weird one because I feel like the only time they reference it is in Scream 6 when they're like talking about all the killers on the board and they point yeah. him out. And it's like, oh, he's the only one who went at it alone. But not even mentioning. And it was Sydney's exactly brother. not even mentioning any of that stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think they wanted to forget about it yeah. is is what it is. But I appreciate it. I thought it was different. I just thought that, I mean, they had to try to one-up themselves. I think the genius of five is them realize they couldn't one-up themselves anymore. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we have Scream 4 with Emma Roberts, Hayden Panettiere. The more I time did passes, not like this the, one. the more time passes, the more I like it. You should okay. revisit it because I think up until the final reveal, the movie feels like just a remake of all the other ones because it's, they're even making the joke. It's a requel where it's a sequel, but mm-hmm. a reboot. And they're like making that joke. And I was like, yeah, but you don't know what you are. So like that joke doesn't work. Right. Yeah. You know, but well, maybe I like Scream going, 4, but I don't like Scream 5. Maybe that's what oh, it maybe. is. Once we get going, Hayden, Hayden Panettiere making out with the with the nerdy film guy. Mm-hmm. And then she's not sure whether the nerdy film guy is a killer or not. Yeah, that's yeah, some yeah. good shit. Yeah. And then finding mm-hmm. out that he is, and then finding out, M- Oh, spoilers for all the screen films. Uh, then you find out Sydney's cousin is doing all this because she is annoyed, not being recognized and her beating herself up and like doing, and like almost being successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that that one was pretty good. I I liked them coming back at it with like new information, uh, like acknowledging horror, like doing all the good scream bits again. Emma Roberts kind of like I don't like her. I didn't love her either. I thought she could have done a better job in the movie, but I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. I think she's like a Hallmark level actress that kind of somehow made her way into mainstream movies. Yeah, she's back down to Hallmark. I watched Good. a Hallmark-ish movie on Amazon this past Christmas. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It was perfect for what that it was she was in, right? Yeah. But I don't like Emma Roberts, but I did enjoy that one. And then five, I remember not really liking. It was fine, but I, I think the ending kind of wasn't my favorite. 
I loved Five. Okay. And Five was the first one by our boys that made Ready or Not. Got it. What about Five resonated with you? I thought in four where they tried to bring new people in. Maybe at the time it felt better, but it felt dated. Our supporting cast didn't feel up to snuff in four. When there's a reason, almost none of them come back, right? Yeah. yeah. In five, I thought the supporting cast actually felt like the first movie where it was like, okay, I actually think some of these people are interesting. They have character. They have personality. Like, I, I'm kind of invested whether or not, like, the two sister thing. I like the two sisters. I like Jenna Ortega. I like mm-hmm. Melissa yeah. Barrera. Uh, I love seeing me some Latina queens in my movies. And it wasn't a part of the movie. They just happen to be, which I love. That's what we need. That's how yeah. you do representation. This is how to do it. I loved that it felt like they were honoring the past without being it felt like the original it felt like the 2018 halloween in that way where when they brought back jamie lee curtis it was like okay this movie is trying to do more but honoring jamie lee curtis like Mm -hmm. the way david arquette left the way sydney and gail came back i thought was good i thought was interesting i liked the deaths i thought that scene where Jenna Ortega is in the hospital pushing her wheelchair, even yeah. though she's in so yeah. much pain, yeah. just feels so good. And the ending, stupid, but it totally got me. Like I've been saying this whole time, they've been trying to one up each other for the kills, right? They've been trying to one up yeah. each other. I feel, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much because I just watched these movies. I want you to tell me everything about Scream Six once I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, but they've been heightening and heightening and heightening, and then they get to Scream Five and they realize they can't heighten anymore. Sydney's long lost brother, Sydney's cousin, trying to be the next murderer. For this one, it seemed like they were trying to one up each other because you found out Sam the main girl is the son of Billy Loomis. And she's got like this murder with instinct, but all the murders happened because of some Redditors. Yeah. It just felt real. It felt earned because it was an A to C in a cool way. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it coming. And I really love that Quaid kid. What's his name? Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid is great. I really I liked him a loved lot. him in Scream 5. I, I think what fell apart for me is that yeah. I didn't think he was a good, like, villain. Like, I thought he was a great, like, boyfriend. But when the turn happened and it was like, okay, time for him to be a villain. I was like, eh. And also the person who played his girlfriend, who was that? That wasn't great. It was a random person. I don't know her name. Wasn't she, like, somebody? Scream. Let me look up Scream You're 5. You're somebody. Was Scream 5 just called Scream? Yeah, Scream 20. They did the Halloween thing. Mickey Madison. She was in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, I don't know her then. I thought I knew yeah, her. She's, okay. For some reason, I keep thinking she was Emma Roberts. Oh, no, no, no. This is another person. No, I think she's... Uh, I feel like she's... No, I don't know who she is. Yeah, she's just but a random person. In Scream 5, this is also when they try to introduce the new crew. Yeah. And I think that Scream 6 continues with that. And it seems like we're going to get a new trilogy, at least with this new crew. And I I like that they're leaning away from the legendary characters because you have Mm -hmm. the sort of like, you know, like this, this movie, this franchise has a history now to it. And with that, you want to respect the history, but you also want to not be so beholden to it all the time. Yeah. And I like that they're really trying to just have a new group of people. And yeah, they're going to bring in the legacy characters, but also they can kill off the legacy characters, which is fun. 
right? Like David yeah. Arquette dies in five. It felt and it felt earned to me. It yeah. felt right. It felt okay. You know, I mean, that was why one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why the Halloween reboot fell apart, not reboot, yes. the, the the modern trilogy, yeah. because it felt so reverent to the old that they couldn't do anything new. But then when they tried to do something new, they went so left field that it didn't feel like it was honoring I Michael. Fe- I feel like, you know, with the new the new Halloween trilogy, you know, my opinion of it was essentially like the first one was great. They did Loved something it. cool and they like really established we're going to do this with it. We're going to do this with this. We're going to do this with it. And they succeeded. The second yeah. one said we never made that first movie. That's a lie. You can't tell us we made that first movie. Fuck you. Actually, we're going to remake a whole another old Halloween movie. Do the same the bad mob ones. thing. Do all the bad. Yeah. Do they make basically recreate the movie shot for shot. Make it bad make undo the fact that we said jason's a human jason's gonna be like killable like undo that he's a monster again a supernatural killer and then part three was like i don't know what do we do from here we can do a cult no we already did that yeah yeah <laughs> let's just have a, a little emo boy yeah they have michael. this whole thing where like jason i mean um michael myers is like gonna pass on the mantle which they did before they did Check out our episode on Halloween Kills ends. Halloween ends, ends was the last with one, special yeah. guest Dan Drambles. Great episode. To- totally agree. Totally agree. And I and I think that's why Scream is so funny, right? Scream is such a funny franchise because the killer's always different, right? Yeah. Yeah. And since it's self-referential and a little meta, they get away with it. That wouldn't work all the time. That we would be like wanting the original killer back. Right. We would be wanting that so hard. But since this is like self-referential and like about a movie about movies, it feels earned that. Yeah. It's always different. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if it was like a weird twist where one of the old killers came back. But they kill them all. Marcus. No. Marcus, you are so Marcus. I. okay. Cars on the table. I loved Scream Six. I came out of the theater nine out of ten. All the reviews come in in way lower. I'm still at a nine out of ten. Loved it, even when it got ridiculous at the end, which we'll talk about. Still loved it. I will never forgive Scream Six for not bringing back Matthew Lillard. It was the perfect opportunity. Yeah, it yeah. was the perfect time. He would have been the perfect yeah. film. The scream mask mm-hmm. did the Halloween thing mm-hmm. where it was all like decaying and stuff like yeah. that. It's because it was Matthew Lillard. It would they have threw been a, a TV great on his commentary. Head. He could have survived. Yes. Oh, yeah. They I feel like and they did. Oh, bringing yeah. back Matthew Lillard as the killer for this film, I think would have been great because there was a moment a couple moments where it was in question like did he come back is he alive you know yeah they like stayed on the tv a little Mm -hmm. too long they were talking about all the old killers yeah and matthew lillard is having a moment okay he hasn't like been canceled he seems like a good chill dude he's very everyone loves him everyone loves him i would i love love to see him come back he would have been perfect especially with like this killer is going through all of the history of the Scream franchise, why? one at why? a time. Why? Unless, unless it, and if Matthew it was Matthew Lillard, Lillard that would have been because he's proud of amazing. the thing he made. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and he's proud of the thing he made. He's he's like, look, I am the one of the originals, and you are all besmirching my name. No, well, even more so. I think it would have worked well because we find out 
Sarah, Sam, Sam is Billy Loomis's daughter. I think he's pushing her to be them, right? Yes, yes, yes. Join me in the dark side. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would have been great, which is what the whole movie is about. It was. That's what the whole movie was about. Yeah. And then they, they, the, the villain was fine, but. It wasn't Matthew Lillard. It wasn't Matthew Lillard. I hated the villain. So now, Actually, I didn't like the villain. I didn't like so, the villain. The, I was at a nine with you. I liked the, the cops. Movie, I didn't like the kids. The whole movie, I was at yeah. a nine with you. Yeah. Then the ending started happening, and it got lower and, you, and lower. And I saw lower. you being like, oh. <laughs> I think when I left the movie, I gave it, like I said, between a seven and eight, 7.5 yeah. is kind of where I landed on. I'm, yeah. I'm still at 7.5. That's fair. I haven't like read any reviews or anything like that, but I did see mm-hmm. the the um, Metacritic's not Metacritic the Rotten Tomato score, so yeah. it yeah, seems yeah. like 70, critics also kind of say seven point five. Also, seventy seven percent, ninety one, ninety one audience score. So I'm in line with audiences. That's fair. But Marcus, I want to, I want to give you the floor and have you go through the sequence of what Scream Six is to bring up great conversation. But before that, I have a, a really quick question for you. Okay. Do you like scary movies? Oh, no. Yes. Well, let's find out what you think of other people liking scary movies in our game. Bro, the clip. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And we're back. Ah, Marcus, I have scoured the internet. Oh, you scoured the internet? All mm-hmm. of it? As in, I went through two pages of Google searches, two pages, <laughs> trying to look for a comprehensive list on America's favorite horror movies. And the closest I've come to a comprehensive list was a YouGov poll. Now, if you don't know what YouGov does, they do lots of polls over long periods of time. And this is how they decided what the top horror movies would be. OK, follow me here. Top horror movies they according asked, to, Okay, you're going to tell they me. They asked all Americans what were horror movies. They compiled they compiled those lists. Then they shot those out and said what the best ones. Then they compiled that down to 35 and sent that one out asking which ones were the most watched and which ones were the most liked. Now, this game, you have to name me in order the top 10 horror movies according to Americans. Now, there's a lot of going to be disagreeing about what is on this list, what isn't on okay. this list, what should be on the list. Okay. But I wanted you to know where the list came from to better influence you. They Got took it. all horror movies, okay. brought it down to 35, and then asked Americans about those 35 films. Now, there's two ways we can do this top 10. Because YouGov polls do ask, you can love it, like it, not sure, dislike it, hate it. Okay. We can do the top 10 of just love it. Or we can do the top 10 aggregate of love it and like it. Let's do top 10 of the love it and you like it. You should do love it. Oh, you okay. Just love it. love it? Let's just love it. You should. You should. Because, yeah, you just should. Okay. <laughs> let's do that one. I think it's the better list. Okay. I have here the top 10 most loved horror movies by this YouGov Cole in America. We'll start at number 10. We'll go up to number one. Every one that you get you will get a point okay that's it that's the game okay so we're starting with number 10 mostly i'm just gonna try to get you riled about what's on and not on this list okay yes number 10 of the most liked movies by mm-hmm. a certain group of people because i wasn't asked so americans it's not you could have done a you could have done a you poll 
And you know what? Here, let me give you a little bit of clues. Let me tell you that the 10 out of those 35, mm-hmm. the, the, the five that did the worst. And this is all horror movies ever made. Okay. Well, it might be American horror movies. Okay. I don't see anything that's not American on this list. Is the but, cube on there? No. So the out of these 35 movies, the movie that did the worst with 44% either hating or disliking it was the Blair Witch Project. Now, mind you, it got to the top 35 already. Okay, so it's, it's just top, on the 35th. Okay. Yeah, 35th. 34th, okay. The Ring. Okay, it's not a bad list. 33, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. 32. Pet Cemetery. That's 29. Damn. 32, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? But? 32. That's top 30. Top 30. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, below Pet Cemetery? Yeah. That's everything is good. Okay. Okay. Top 10 movies. Now, I won't give you any more clues. Give me the number 10 liked movie from America. Here's my thing. If 35 <laughs> is Sex Chains of Massacre, Rosemary's Baby, like great, great movies, yeah. but not super like digestible from for public consumption. They're not like the avatar of horror movies. Totally. Right? So I think top sure. 10 is going to be full of like the avatar of horror movies. So I'm sure. thinking like Jaws is somewhere in there. Maybe even Jurassic Park if they're being like. No, Jurassic Park is not a horror great. movie. Great. Cool. 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 Some people consider it a horror movie, even though it's not. Sure. 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 No, I would say everyone on here is a horror movie. OK. The Shining is going to have to be on there somewhere because I think even though it was hated at the time, a lot of people have come around to it now. A lot of people sure. like it. But number 10 of all horror movies made in America. It's hard. I want to say Psycho. Psycho would have made the top 10s if we we're including liked. Ah. But if we're just talking about the top 10 loved, it did not make the top 10. Okay. That's it ma- a bad list then. The Psycho, where's Psycho? Psycho is 27 loved it, 50 liked it. Eight were not sure. Nine just liked it. Six, <laughs> eight, eight were not sure. Okay. Did they only it ask 35 s- people? Like, what is this poll? All right. Well, no. Number 10 is, do you want just one guess so the game goes quick? Yeah. 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 Number 10 is Halloween. Okay. It, a deserved spot on the top 10. Sure. Number we nine is. The, the maker of modern horror slasher movies. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is number 32. Damn. Oh, okay. I maybe I should have told you this. They told people with franchises and sequels to include all of them. That's why I assume that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's important information. Okay. What is number nine then? If it is number nine, nine is Alien. Okay. Alien's a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, a yeah, yeah. Lot no, of no, agree. it is. It is for sure. Yeah. Oh, you just don't think it serves a spot in the top ten? I don't think. I mean, it should be higher than nine if it's going to be in the top ten. Oh, I've never seen it. Okay. All right, number eight, top 10 most loved horror movies. Uh, this is hard. I'm trying to, like, I'm not trying to just answer what I think the top 10 are. I'm just trying to answer what I think people think are the top 10. It is so hard. Mm-hmm. If 10 is Halloween, Halloween, and nine is nine alien, is alien, then it's going to be something like 80s iconic horror movie, because I'm assuming that's demographic that they asked, or maybe 90s if people, you know, continued. So you got that. You got Alien. It's not Friday the 13th. I want to say Nightmare on Elm Street. 
not on the top 10. Oh my God. Nightmare on Elm Street is down on like, is like 18 or something. Okay. Number, where is it? Oh, number eight is Jaws. I knew it was in there. I knew it was in there. I wasn't going to keep guessing Jaws each time. I've never seen Jaws. Yeah. That's all. That's all I had to say about it. I've (laughs) I've also, I saw Jaws as a child and I've went, I've gone on the Jaws ride you know, and you know when you go on those rides that it's like, you know what, I might have, I saw the movie. Like, you go on the Jurassic Park ride, it's just like watching the movie. You go on the, like, uh, Lazy River ride, it's just like watching the movie. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. And just so you know, 28% Halloween, 28% Alien, 29% Jaws were of percent of people said okay. they loved the movie. With those five questions. Loved, like, not sure, hated. Eight like, is going to Jaws. be. Eight was Jaws. Eight, seven is going to is, be. Uh, I haven't seen a lot. Of not ET. <laughs> no. Uh, not Freddy Krueger. Not no. Jason. Not no. Halloween. No. Not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Chucky. That's not even on the list. Oh my god! It didn't even make. Child's oh no, it did. It did. It, okay. did, it did. It did. It did. It's twenty-seven, twenty-six. Oh my god. Okay. What is this it? This is The Hills Have Eyes. That movie sucks ass. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, it's a fine it. movie. It's just not sure. top 10 horror movies ever made. I mean, 1977 is a classic, right? It's all these old movies. I mean, it's fine. I like old horror movies, but like not not The Hills Have Number Eyes. Six. That was 30%. This is also 30%. 30% of people said they loved it. Number six. You're going to be mad about this one. The Shining. You're going to be very upset. No. no. Oh, I thought I was going to be upset because it's not number one. Okay. Uh, that's my guess. No, no, you get one more guess. Okay. Okay. Um, Is it Scream? Scream is 24. Oh, they asked a bunch of old people. Is it the? Is it Birds? <laughs> no. Is it Vertigo? <laughs> Some no, dumb it Alfred is. It shit? is. Are you ready for this? What? It is. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> See, the way it is, is people either loved it or they hated it. So it's really high in both. Not a lot of people like that. Ah! <laughs> no. Sorry. That's, That's the only this time works. this happened. That's, That's the only time work. it happened. It is how lists work, actually. It's how this um, dumb list works. Just so you know, number 10 was the purge if you combine loved and liked. So okay. that's why we did loved. Okay. So. Got it. All right, number it. five. I'll give you a hint. You have said the name of this film already. Birds. Yes, the yeah. birds. Yeah, I'm happy with one. Also, I had to guess never seen of it. all horror movies ever created and are not even like Ryan Tomato score or something like that. It's just like objectively a group of people. Listen, I looked at IMDb. I looked at Ryan Tomatoes. No, it was just it's there's it was even more random than this. You know what I mean? It's just so funny. Like it is a hard, hard thing. And I'm happy yeah. I got one. It is hard. It is super hard. I looked at lists from like Thrillist mm-hmm. and Rolling Stone. They were just random. It was just a random art uh, writer deciding yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the only one that was like quantitative in any way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Again, on the first two pages of Google searches. Okay, so uh, number four is a movie we have not mentioned once yet. A little more, a little more new, a little newer. So, uh, is it Hereditary? Hereditary is not on the list. Oh, okay. 
I'm gonna say that doesn't count as guess then, because this all seems no, like older stuff. It's it's old-ish. It's not old, old. It's not eighties or seventies. This movie? It's mo- it's modern. It's a modern movie. Nineties? It's a modern franchise. Okay, so it's not Scream though, because we said Scream. You're gonna Saw? say oh no, Saw did not make the top ten. Okay. Saw is like third twenty eight or something. That's high for Saw. No, Saw's wonderful. This is The Conjuring. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's very popular mainstream okay. things. Okay. Number three is a movie we will spend the least amount of time talking about. Number three is yeah. going to be. Uh, you said The Shining wasn't on the list. I did not say that. Okay, The Shining. No, it. The movie that is number three on the spot is it, and that is all we have to okay. say about it. Number, number two, two, The Shining. It is The Shining. Yeah. Number two is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Okay, I knew it wasn't going to be number one because yeah. this list sucks ass. I got two right. I got two right. Unless you can get the number one movie. 35% of people said they loved it. Of these 45, strangers. 45, forty-five Yes. 45% of people said they liked it. If we did loved and liked, this would be number two. Number one would be the birds. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> number three would have been Resident Evil if we went with that list. Okay. Because 52% okay. liked it. Okay. So. Got it. So it's not Resident this article. Evil. It's very interesting. No. Give me like a, uh, can you give me like a, uh, a decade range? 80s. I'll give you one more hint. Okay. This movie was, when the UGov did this promotion, this this poll, they did this for lots of movies. This is the only movie to rank on the top of multiple genres. Multiple genres? Okay. And it's not Jurassic Park. Is it uh, Beetlejuice? No. You say 80s. Uh, multiple genres is confusing me. Oh, no. I read it wrong. Ignore what I said. It's a horror movie. I think it's a horror movie. Okay. And it's not Beetlejuice, I'm assuming. So no, that's uh, not a horror movie. <laughs> the thing. Uh didn't make the list. Okay. Here, I will give you all the other movies. Blair Witch Project, The Ring, Rosemary's Baby. This is from bottom to top. Okay. Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, Exorcist, Amityville Horror, Child's Play, Saw, Hills of Eyes, Paranormal Activity, Scream, Pest Cemetery, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, mm-hmm, Shining, mm-hmm. It, Hellraiser, Get Out, Annabelle, Alien, Dracula. Frankenstein, Poltergeist, Carrie, The Purge, Us, The Conjuring, Psycho, Final Destination, Jaws, Jeepers Creepers. Did really good. <laughs> Resident Evil, and then this film. Jeepers Creepers is that high on the list? Well, it was only 25% said they loved it, but 54% they liked it. Listen, That's I would have said liked it. I like that film. That's insane. It's our boy Justin Long. Horror King. Okay, you said it's not Thing and it's not Beetlejuice. It's not Cujo, I'm assuming. It's not Pet Cemetery, I'm assuming. Oh, I lied. It's not the 80s. It's the 90s. It's just early, early 90s. Okay. My bad. That's okay. I said I'm sorry. You should be. You know what? I don't accept Don't make this. me cry. Silence of the cry. Lambs. Are you looking at a list of movies? I'm looking at a list. I'm looking at the exact list you're looking at. I found it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> it is Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. What do you think of that as a number one? That's okay. It's not The Shining. The Shining should be number one, but the fact that it's Silence number two on a list like good. this is the fact that it's number two on a list like this is pretty good, right? Yeah. Because I, I mean, The Birds, Resident Evil, Jeepers Creepers. Those are I weird know. picks. I know. Yeah, but weird, they, they managed picks. to look past their own bad taste enough to pick a good of the movie. Lambs and the Shining. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, Marcus, I will not revoke your horror card because you yes. did okay finding out yes. people's scary, scary movies, but you have some work to do. I connect, don't. Connecting to the public. Yeah, apparently my work is connecting to the public. Asking strangers right. on the street what their favorite movies are and not scaring them. So, Marcus, I think it's finally time to just talk about Scream 6. Go for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Scream 6. Uh, we did a little introduction. We've been talking about the movie a little bit, but basically we meet back up with our gang in New York City. Oh, yeah. Which Jason takes Manhattan style. Jason takes Manhattan. They totally understand. It's the like take your your monster and put them in a new area kind of thing that they're going for. They have Jason takes Manhattan playing on the screen at certain points in the film. Like they are aware of what this looks like and they do it they play on certain tropes of the city that they're like oh well look we're in new york city yada 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 and then they're on a train which is you know a city thing what other city things did they do they walked outside they went to the bodega <laughs> uh they did like three new york city things <laughs> I will Central agree Park. with you. They could have. There could have been more New York. Um, Look, I think it, it, maybe it was a COVID thing, but there should have been more New York. In if here. we're thinking like New York City, there's a killer going around. Train. Yes, you got it. There's a killer on the train. Mm -hmm. he, he manages to kill people. Yes. If you've ever been on a New York City subway, you understand that it's a lot. And you could probably imagine someone getting murdered and like not much happening. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, I think it would have been funnier, not funnier, but more realistic if Ghostface killed someone on the train and they're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to be late again kind of thing. You know, like someone got really mad about having to be late to work because yeah. of the stabbing. That seems more New York than anything else. I don't know why they... And this is one of the reasons why it's 9 out of 10, not a 10 out of 10, because it just I don't think it added anything. Why was it filmed around Halloween? I don't know. I think just so they can decorate more with horror things. And so there could be other people in masks on the train yeah. for that one scene. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And it was fun. Honestly, I like seeing all the like references to other horror movies. Like, there were a lot of costumes that people are not dressing up as that were just put yeah. in there because of... yeah. I like that. I just think if it was Halloween, there should have been more Halloween. That's all. Like yeah. that that was the only indicator was Halloween and it bothered me. I was like, it it's Halloween. Yeah. In New York and Halloween, there's there's a lot going on. Like where where is everybody? It's funny because I, I'm thinking about like, okay, if if we're filming a movie in New York City, what are some like quintessential New York City things that you could include? I grew up here. And I can't think of any other than being like, hey, you know, you got to go to jo Joey Baloney's in the corner of 43rd Street and get a, have him stab somebody while eating a pizza, New York style pizza. Well, there's Times Square. There's a Broadway show, right? Backstage at a Broadway show or something. There's the Empire State Building on top. There's the Chrysler Building. There's touristy things like that. Statue of Liberty. The Ferry. The fair, the, the fairy, on the fairy. <laughs> I again, let me give you an example of a movie that did it perfect, and you knew exactly where you were the whole entire time. Die Hard Three. Oh, you're right. That was right. a perfect New York movie. You're right. I feel like that's the thing about like New York movies. It's like 
it's not that they need to be doing more New York City things, right? Because like, no. if they if they're living there, they're not going to Times Square. If they're living there, they're not going to the Empire State Building. Like, they're not just they're not right. going to these places because when you live here, you don't go to those things. But you do take the subway, which they did include. But when you're filming a movie in New York City and you're watching a movie and you are from New York City, you were watching it and you see the places that you go to. Like a lot of times when a movie is filmed in the Bronx, I'm like, oh, I know that place. I know that location made in Manhattan. There was like the opening shot. It's like, I know exactly what block that is on. Yeah, that's what you want to see. And I feel like this movie, it wasn't filmed in New York City, right? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it was filmed in New York City, even though the movie is about New York City, which is alarming. Well, I agree with you. That doesn't take off any points for me, though. The only thing that took off points for me was the ending. It's not points. It was just like um, missed opportunity. That's all. Yeah. You know, we're nitpicking now. But um, talk about the opening. This opening was wild. Oh, the opening filming was... uh, in Montreal, Canada. <laughs> yep. So there you go. The opening was incredible. I feel like it was probably the strongest opening of any screen movie for me. I mean, the first is iconic, but it was really yes. good. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I feel like basically the way it opens up, you get uh, not Margot Robbie. What's her name? Oh, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. She shows up. She's being stood up. She's supposed to be on a date. He's not there. The caller calls. And, you know, because you, you've watched screen movies before. This is a sixth screen movie. It's your, If it's your first screen movie at this point, like you're doing something wrong. So, you know, she starts to walk outside. You're like, oh, come on. But then if the feeling starts to creep in, is this a misdirect? Is something weird going to happen? Because, you know, it's scream. So she's walking outside. She goes into an alley and you're like, come on, you goddamn idiot. And the misdirect was that it wasn't a misdirect. Also, (laughs) New York City doesn't have a lot of alleys. Not like that. No, not not like that. Not in not like movie, not like Crime Alley where Batman's parents got shot. It I was going to say like it looked like Gotham. I was going to mm-hmm. say it felt like Gotham. Yeah, the New York City in this movie looked like and Gotham. And I know where they were in the Hudson Yards. There's not like alleys like that. No, it was no, weird. Not really. But anyway, she yeah. walks down an alley. Cobblestone, too, which you don't really see. There's no cobblestone in New York City. There's a really. little bit over down Hudson Yards area. A little that, bit, like, but it's like. Because it's still, it was different. It was wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she's walking down. She gets. Then she gets murdered, right? I want us to get roasted and someone take a picture of that exact alley in New York <laughs> and be like, it's literally right here. That dumpster's right there. Like, I haven't walked every block of New York City, but it didn't well, seem like New York New is York too City. dangerous to have real alleys. That's what it is. They're all oh, ca- yeah. ca- They're closed gated off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So she gets stabbed. She gets stabbed. And you're like, oh, shit. That's fucking It wasn't nuts. a misdirect. She but dies. then you watch the killer unmask take off his whole thing you see who the killer is immediately and i was like oh shit are we gonna start off with like knowing who the killer is that is fun that's exciting that's new and then you you hear him talk to his uh he's talking to his friend or boyfriend on the phone i can't i I can't whatever and it's about how they're gonna they're gonna they're doing the thing they're Uh gonna they're more redditors, right? Exactly. From the yeah, yeah, they're doing the redditor thing again. They're film critics, angry film nerds, whatever. Yeah, they kill. They're killing their film teacher, but Why? then he gets. He's realized that he's not talking to his friend. That he's talking to Ghost killer face. Ghostface. Yeah, and so Real then Ghostface. we watch him go through the motions of being the girl on the phone, being the girl on the phone in the beginning of the movie. And then 
He opens up the fridge. He finds his friend murdered, and then he gets Ooh. murdered. And then, honestly, credits. Iconic. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was oh. like a very, very, very strong opening for a film. But Marcus makes no sense with who ends up being the killers of makes why no that sense. ends up being. Makes but no I sense. tell you what, Marcus, if it was Matthew Lillard, Lillard would have made perfect sense. Yes. Because he don't want yes. no copycats. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Matthew Lillard makes so much sense. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think that's yep. the same thing. Uh, like, that's uh, like the beginning is perfect, except it goes down half a point knowing the ending. Yeah. Like 100%. once you know the ending, the beginning is not good anymore. Yeah. Agreed. But it's still it's still great. It's still yes, super yes, dynamic. Yes, it's it's film. Listen, I don't I understand if maybe you don't like these directors like sensibility or maybe you don't like what the screen movies are, are turning into. Mm-hmm. I think everything is filmed great. Like the, te- the it feels tension wise, filming wise. It feels like the shots are good and in the right place. Yeah. And it draws tension. It's no barbarian. Barbarian was like no the barbarian. perfect case study of how to make tension with just yes. cinematography. Yeah, yeah. But this was no slouch. I, th- I didn't find any moments that were filmed badly. No, not at so all. Th- maybe that's more to the cinematographer, but like this movie is well made. It is a well it's made. It's well shot. It's well directed. Yeah. There's no complaints on sort of like the filming aspects of it. It's like they know how to make a movie, which is a difficult yeah. thing. And a lot of times we take 100%. for granted because I yeah. couldn't make a movie that just yeah, like just making good action good is movie. hard. No, you know, this movie has screen movies are funny because they are almost comedies and almost action movies but at their base is a horror movie so you have to like tote this line and i thought this movie did a great job you know the scream franchise is a little silly because you the the guy is getting hit in the face with pots he's falling down like there's a lot of like slapstick things that happen to Ghostface in every movie. But then he gets up with a knife and it's scary. <laughs> but it still remains scary. So it is a fine line. You're right. And then, you know where I think this movie really shines, if you can talk more about it for me, is the I think there are there are three action set four. There are four action set pieces in the movie. One is Bodega. Mm-hmm. Two is the apartment. Three is the train and four is at Gail Weathers apartment. Yeah. And then the ending is like the fifth. But besides the ending, I thought eh, I could take or leave Gail. It was fine. I didn't, I didn't care about Gail. That was uh, weird. You, I, I really you, didn't care about Gail. They needed to do it because it's Gail. I, they should have I, just I, I killed her. They should have killed her. Yeah. yeah. But the other three, Bodega, apartment, train, mm-hmm. loved them all. Thought they were all great. I agree. Feel I great. think the motion wise. Yeah. I feel like you got a sense from this movie that this is a more violent gory film it felt like oh like a lot of the kills you're watching i don't want to say they made me feel uncomfortable but they made me feel like oh this is going to make people uncomfortable like not everyone's going to be 100 percent okay with this well and also scream ghostface was kind of debo in this movie he was doing some shit like it wasn't like the problem with michael myers and he was turning into a demon or anything but it wasn't like the first film when it was a, like a skinny, like lanky guy. And you can kind of yeah. tell yeah, like it yeah, was yeah. just scary. this guy when he picked up the shotgun in the bodega, when he mm-hmm. was like pushing things over in that apartment building, like in that confined. You know what? That was really good in New York. It felt like a confined apartment space as opposed yeah. to a big house yeah. like Ghostface usually is. Yeah. It was really scary because there was nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like the terminator coming after you like it just a was like bit. he was kicking ass he was like killing people shooting them like he fought a guy with a gun and disarmed him kicks ass like it was like oh shit this guy knows what he's doing yeah and i guess 
it makes sense because it probably was the cop for most of that. Uh, okay, so spoilers. Well, and, it, and I'm I'm just saying like he's trained, he's fit. That makes In sense. Theory, yes. But, but my question is, does that mean the other two accomplices never did anything because they were both small and mm-hmm. short and, and like weak and frail, weak? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I it, don't know. I, it's funny because you say that and it's like, yeah, I guess so. But like if we're thinking about cops in general and their ability to like he is what a cop thinks they are, you know, like he was. I think most cops couldn't actually disarm someone with a shotgun like sure. that. Some could with Some their could. hands. Yeah. Well, I just say he had special ops training, and that's why he's kind of nuts too. It all makes sense, honestly, to me. But I, I feel like I, I you're filling that, in gaps. You're right. You but know? I buy that. But I get Which it. Which is I get fine. It. But it is like we have not received any justification in the script for him to be able to kick that much ass. Now, if he removed his mask and it was Keanu Reeves, then we'd be talking. I'd be like, holy well, shit, that's scary are there any holes in the movie like are there any points where we see the cop but we also see Ghostface? besides the ending no but they they said that it was them two killing you know they did yeah so uh, but they were always like big and the cop was short like the cop was a short guy so and Ghostface was large his whoever was the actor playing Ghostface was large so i was like is he sure. on stilts every time he's Ghostface? like i don't understand that discrepancy in size either that was weird yeah uh, and and the weird thing is i never found myself thinking about this or worrying about it in any mm-hmm. other movie even for where emma roberts was killing some people yeah yeah. I never thought about it that way because yeah. it it made sense. The, mm-hmm. the the motive, the justification made sense to me. This one, I think the strongest thing about five is the fact that a, a freaking Reddit dude, Jack Quaid, <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid, the, the Quaid kid, the Quaid kid had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Like, I thought that was so cool. And then to bring back their his family, I was like, well, that's stupid. The thing that yeah. made that cool, yeah. but it was completely unconnected. Uncom- it would never happen again. Yeah. It was its own thing. Because now if they turn this into a trilogy, it's not going to have more to do with the Redditors. That would be mm-hmm. stupid. That would be that bad. That would be dumb. But it's it's the girl side of things, her family, and the next one that are the killers. Oh, my God. But the thing that would have made it all the best is if it was Matthew Lillard coming yeah. up and being Terminator and yeah. picking up a shot. I would have bought it. Yeah. I would have no and questions. It's, it's funny because I feel like what sucks so hard is that you get Ghostface, who's this intimidating figure. He's kicking ass. He's so scary. And then the second the, the mask is off and it's like, we're the killers and we get to the end of the movie. It goes away like he's not scary. The actor is not yeah. intimidating in any way. Like no offense to the actor, but like I don't necessarily I didn't find them scary. I don't think they were doing a good job. Of well, being he wasn't too bad. And I don't want to put anyone down, but the family was bad. The daughter and the son, they, they were, were bad. They were worse in that part. Yes, in that part, in the scary part. It. Yeah, they were fine yeah. in the rest of the movie. Yeah, but they had to just be regular college kids. In fact, I would say they were actually pretty good in the rest of the movie. Yeah. I bought that he was just the random roommate. I bought that she was just yeah. the promiscuous roommate. Like, I got that. That was fine. But when they were like, okay, now you're crazy. They were like, not doing a good job of conveying that. I appreciated that. that the cop was going for it. That guy, like, he tried. he's like, a, he's, like he's a in TV my actor. best Mm-hmm. He's in my best friend's wedding. He's like yeah. handsome heartthrob and rom-com kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He really tried to like go crazy. And I kind of liked his performance. It's just, I hated why he was there. 
And once the masks are off and we get to the part where the heroes are fighting against the villains, it gets very, very silly in a way that is like it took me out of it immediately. Yeah, I think there's a I thought it was funny enough, but I get it. One scene that sticks out a lot to me where uh, what's the main character's name? The balcony. Sam. Sam is on the balcony. And she's like, you know, they're struggling. There's all this stuff going on. And the cop comes and he has a gun in his hand. And he's like, I'm going to get you. And he runs towards her instead of just standing in the doorway and shooting at her or getting a little bit closer and shooting at her. He runs towards her, gun in hand, running like this, pointing the gun away from, not even running and like screaming, this. And screaming. And screaming. And like, screaming. And they collide and fall but no, off but the But he balcony. put his jaw to the left so you know he's crazy. And then they like collide and fall off the balcony. He was like, that was the dumbest scene I've ever seen in a movie. That one scene fell incongruent with all of the rest of the movie. Even yeah. when it was sillier after this or before this, that one scene, there must have been something behind the scenes. They ran out of time filming. Uh, scripts got lost and no one. Had, yeah. They lost three pages from the script. So they had to do something uh, in the moment. Like something had to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want to listen to the commentary for this. It film. was so bad. It was so jarring. And I absolutely hated that scene a yeah. lot. And the whole ending kind of felt goofy and sloppy. Like, I don't yeah. think this is the case, but the movie just feels like they didn't either like they didn't know who the killer was going to be at the end and they made the rest of the movie and then they kind of just like ham fisted it in or honestly it feels perfect if it was Matthew Lillard and then they it was maybe perfect. that was the plan and then they changed it last minute or something. I don't Matthew know. Matthew Lillard said in an interview, which is why I kind of thought he was in this. He said in an interview when he was asked, I would I would love to come back for the Scream franchise. I, I'm sure there's a way to make that happen. So I thought he was being coy like Andrew Garfield yeah. for No Way Home and he was coming back. That was my fault, though. Setting up that expectation. Yeah, that's, that's all right. But uh, but I agree. It, it's um, it felt similar to the Star Wars thing with they didn't know who Snoke was when they started. But then yes, by the end, they like that's killed exactly him and then he what was, it felt like it was Palpatine. Right. Yeah, because the Hayden Penetier thing almost felt okay that misdirect almost mm-hmm. was there with mm-hmm. with hayden because hayden was doing a good job and I, we i think everyone was happy to see her and like glad she's yeah. back to doing things and yeah, like yeah. we were all like yeah bring her in bring her in yeah uh, I, totally. I like her she was fine in the movie she i think she did they a good job done a little more with her and i wouldn't mind if her. she comes back agreed yeah agreed i think she can totally be a staple of mm-hmm. that era of the screen movies and stick around yeah as one of the new legacy characters but you know it was just such a disappointment to be connected to Jack Wade. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't know if we've said it clearly, but at the end of the movie, you find out that like Jack Wade's family are the killers. And yeah. I feel like I I don't want to say that I guessed it, but I, I, when she when the sister was like, oh, my brother died and the, the, we all like, quickly it. cut off away. And then the guy was like, my son died. We all were like, OK, so it's the cop and the girl. So like, it's what, you two. Like what? what's yeah. happening? And I, it's hard because once you get to this franchise, like this one's different because there's three yeah, yeah. killers. Yeah. I was like, I didn't need the I didn't need the brother. Exactly. The brother just did not need to be there in the slightest. Yeah. It could have been two. Mm-hmm. It should have been two. It should have been two. But three just felt silly. I feel I like will say, though, go ahead. 
I, I, I like this franchise and I did like this movie, like a seven and a half for a horror movie for me is like great. Solid. And well, yeah. I give a lot of tens out to horror movies that maybe don't deserve tens, but look, I, I really enjoyed it. You I don't like mainstream movies. Seven and a half is high for a mainstream movie. The end ruined it for me. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that if this franchise is going to survive, it needs to be more right. Like yeah. if you want to have more killers why do one more do 10 killers it's a group of people that all decided to get together not necessarily a cult but like oh, i would hate that even more but i understand sure, your point you would hate it but it was it would be the same thing they're trying to do but bigger and, and more interesting at least there a little should bit. be a take there it should doesn't be feel a like take. there's a take yes there should safe. be a take it felt like safe. Okay, safe we'll do one more killer that's never been done before okay what are you gonna do one more killer after that and just keep increasing by one like something may have matthew lillard be the killer that's never been done before bringing back a killer four, like that's something four, interesting yeah four felt ballsy because they made the cousin the killer five felt ballsy because they made random people the killer to make the killer just connected to the last killer feels like two again for me yeah which is my least favorite in the franchise yeah so that ending i, I totally agree with you we also yeah. have this really interesting dynamic where sam is struggling with whether or not she wants to be a killer and that's really cool and interesting, but it feels half explored, right? Like, I feel like this whole movie was kind of like, it, eh, they mentioned it, you know, it wasn't not there, but it wasn't there in the way that I want to see explored. And then at the end of the movie, you got, okay, we're really talking about this. She's really coming to, but she's really confronting it. But in the next one, I want the whole movie to be about that. Like, I want the whole movie to be, to be about her really looking at how many people she's murdered and what that means because i think something they don't address in this franchise is that yes the murderers have murdered people but if you count the people that the protagonists have murdered it's way more than any of the individual killers it's not way more but i understand your point yeah i mean how many people has sydney prescott murdered seven because each film has two killers Except one of them. So like she's seven. murdering yeah. two people per movie. Yeah. Not she to was in this one. Not to count people that's she kind of got nine. murdered that's, by just being alive and around them. That's probably nine. Oh wow. Yeah. Don't even <laughs> by proxy. Yeah. A lot of those movies are her fault. Straight up. Yep. They're straight up her fault. You shouldn't be your friend. I feel so bad for saying that, but you should not be your friend. No. And so because of that, a lot of people got murdered, and I would count all of those as her murders, which okay, is well, you win. pretty high in the body count. Marcus, I'm so glad you brought it up because this was the next point I was going to make. I think that the dynamic of Billy Loomis being in Sam's head is so tropey. It's so mm -hmm. overdone. Yeah. It's so bad. And yet somehow I really buy it in the last yes. movie in this movie. No, for I some agree. reason, I don't know if it's like nice to see Billy. I don't know if they just do it enough to not oversell the welcome. I don't know if it's the, the acting. It's really cool that we're seeing the actual actor do it again. Yes. That is so cool like to see it. You know, it's so nice to see it. Sam's doing a really good job of like not like playing it over the top like she's playing it like it, it feels real in a way where she's like really grappling with this stuff and it feels like psychologically she is like working through something and i do i agree that's a really interesting aspect yes. of this newest yes. franchise and like 
pay that off which mm-hmm. is why it should have been matthew lillard yes. because it's billy in her head yes. and it was matthew doing the killing yeah trying to get billy to come out because she wants to remember his friend the next one should be matthew lillard it's too late now it they is too it. late this is the now. one this is the one where they brought all the old ghost face masks they went through all the knives from now? the old yeah. ones like they can do it it's fine but this was the moment to do it you know because the reason the cop did it was like haha we did this to like throw you off you're a cop yeah this is the first time where i was just like you're a cop yeah just killer you know what would be interesting explain to me why they needed to do any of this and because because at the end they just explained they wanted sam to suffer maybe kill the sister too but just kill the two of them this is that's it. Look, we live in a world where cops are terrible and I do not like them. And so they're out there murdering minorities. We have two Hispanic leads. Four of the group of friends are minorities. And this the, is a cop. The group of friends is four. Everyone except their, their his daughter son, and son right, is, right, is, right, is, right, is a person right, of color, right, right. which is so cool. It is great. We didn't even talk about it. But yeah, you have all but. these people of color. You got a cop as the enemy. I feel like if he just planted evidence, he would have been way more successful in his endeavor of trying to murder them than whatever he was doing. Yeah, because I guess I just realized what they were trying to do. They were trying to set it up that Sam went crazy. The the narrative of yeah, Sam they said did that. kill Jack yeah, Quaid. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, forgot because yeah, yeah. it was so stupid. Yes, 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 yes. That's, yes. I forgot because it was yeah. so stupid. That that yes, that, that's why they did all this. Okay, well, what, the whole whatever. plan was to be like, oh, Sam went crazy, and we're gonna frame. But like, just plant evidence. Just just be like, oh, she had a gun and shoot her. Like that's yeah. what cops do anyway. Like it would have been more realistic. It just seems like a, yeah. a lot of extra steps for no reason. But like, it's just such a shame because this movie had just the right amount, like the 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 handsome maybe killer neighbor that was sleeping with Sam. Yeah. The the guy from the first movie crushing on Jenna Ortega because they've both been victims and starting to connect. Will they? Won't yeah. they? All these little things was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect amount of something to give a little bit of character yep. to give a little bit of something in these movies, but. Can we talk about how awesome the apartment scene was? Having to walk across the two apartments, and you found out that the one guy isn't the killer, the the handsome yes, guy, yes. and then the one girl loses her girlfriend, and she's like coming across, and he's mm-hmm. like doing this mm-hmm. thing. It, that was cool. A lot of cool, fun sequences. The bodega scene was scary. The train scene was fun. The this the murder in the apartment was fun. A lot of it felt brutal. Like you have characters bleeding yeah. out to death a lot of they survive a lot of stabbings there was a lot of stabbings in this film and five was a lot and then six was even more yeah this homeboy how is homeboy still alive the one that was completely stabbed into oblivion in the backyard (laughs) in the fifth film and now was completely stabbed on both sides by both the siblings like this Ah! yeah yeah alive he's still alive Alive. i don't honestly i they get to come back and we actually care a little bit about them. So yeah, I, I kind of like care that, about them. but one of them has to die the next movie. We also like, there's a lot of misdirective, like, Oh, this person can be the killer. This person can be the killer. And it's never anybody we actually care about. I feel like it would be nice if the killer was somebody that we cared well, about and wasn't a boyfriend. They did that in the first movie, right? 
they did in the first movie. Like th- that's why that first movie was so revolutionary. It was the boyfriend yes. and the friend, and that had never been but yes. been done before. Yes, right? yes, yes. But now uh, it's time to do that again. Or it's time so. to bring something interesting. Cause like obviously we're gonna be suspicious of anybody new that you introduce. So you gotta introduce. Yeah, but now we people. we know everybody for too long. We're we wouldn't buy that. Any of them would randomly become a killer now. Like would you buy if Jenna Ortega became the killer in the next film? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Yeah, because she's going through her own Billy Loomis thing. No, that's Sam. Sam is. No, I know. But Melissa. We, but... I know Sam is going through it. Oh. But we, could, sure. she could say, like, I was having those thoughts, too. I was having those feelings, too. And you never talked to me. You never asked me how I was doing. You were so involved in your own, like, bullshit. Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. We, a lot of the time, try to, like, write the sequel and write. These movies are really tough. Oh, yeah. It yes. has to be yeah, yeah, yeah. revolutionary. Yeah and be the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super tough mm-hmm. yeah they didn't nail the ending on this one but still commendable i don't think i could write a scream movie i feel like there's been a couple of times where i'm like well we could write something like that we have written something yes. better just the, wi- the winnie the pooh movie I've, that we also watched during this was Pax perfect weekend, was perfect it was perfect i feel like you we could have improved it a little bit you know just a more than a little bit things yeah. here and there yeah like we don't this need one, an old people montage of people we don't know maybe cut that out but this one yeah. it's like genuinely other than the ending and like who the killers are i think it was a great movie we should review that movie we should review the winnie the pooh movie if anyone wants to see that let us know yeah. we'll t- we've watched it we would totally do it it was a good movie <sighs> we had a good time but, but yeah we we agree this movie so good so many things were fantastic it fell apart just in the end yeah. because of the reveal i mean it's at the end of the day these are whodunit movies and if you're not satisfied with the whodunit then the movie kind of falls apart right that is true you know that is true who did do it indeed uh, i do want to just mention the fact that sydney's not in this film and i'm completely fine with that i like that she was reason wasn't in the film. She, but the reason she was in the film was because they didn't offer her enough money and she knew her self-worth and she said that out loud okay and all the other actors like supported her about it and so like we support nev campbell for not returning because she didn't get enough money that she should have okay and i respect that a lot yeah i respect that a lot because it she's not doing anything else yeah, <laughs> like she, she's got she enough money it. to retire well she doesn't is oh, the okay. thing but most people would just to have it because they're not doing anything yeah. else you know to stay relevant to get some more money yeah, yeah, yeah. but even though she probably could use it she was like oh that's not enough for what i'm worth i'm more important to the screen franchise i'm not coming back for that amount of money i kind of like respect that. the shit out of that i respect, that. I respect the shit out of that I respect that yeah. yeah that being said she should come back for the next one they should they should bring her back and they should have kailed gail yeah they should kill gail, gail. died Gail should have okay, done what's your one. quick like next one something they should do well it's hard because gail should have died in this one but sydney needs to come back okay they need to deal more with the mental anguish that sam's going through okay. jenna and what's her face just have to be together hayden Penetier needs to be a little more prominent just mm-hmm. a part of the crew not just popping in yeah matthew lillard needs to come back now it's expected now it's going to be like well it should have been the last one but he can easily be a misdirect where he comes back he's recovered he's reformed and then like it ends up being that the killer is a fanboy or something like that or someone who was writing him letters in prison or some stupid crap and you think it's matthew lillard because he's out and he's free but it's not actually matthew lillard i like that a lot that's how to misdirect me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i want matthew lillard back bring him back 
not as the killer, yeah. actually reformed, connecting with our characters in yeah. some way. Wow, that's good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that's, now that's that he's reformed he too, maybe he like since we're dealing with the psychotic, the potential psychotic break of Sam, he could actually like take her under his wing, talk to her about it from like a perspective of like I did those things and I regret them. And I know what you're going through. I think they need to have Sam kill someone. Not outright Dexter style. Yeah. But I think there has to be somebody who it's probably like, oh, what is it? Is it probably like a fanboy who puts on a mask and is holding a fake knife? Yeah. Scares her. She accidentally she kills straight him. Up mur- no, straight up murders okay. his ass. Yeah, yeah. And then you find out, wow, it was just a costume and a plastic knife. Yeah. And the cops don't blame her. No one blames her. But she's like, wow, I like she has to kill someone. Yeah. Accidentally or yeah, something, yeah. you know, not because this the death that she the killing she does in this film and the last one are super like, yeah, kill the killers. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel like, in this like franchise, especially you, killing the killers is like seen as fine. It's just fine. Yeah. yeah. So that happens. And then Matthew Lillard, you find out he's alive and he comes back. But who's the killer in the movie? And then, oh, and then, and then I guess Sam thinks it might be her. No, I don't want any DOD. I don't want any dissociative, like, yeah, pretending yeah. that. Yeah. I don't want that. We, that's been done. But there has to, so, but who's the killer? How does it, what's the satisfying? We've been everywhere now. Oh, does she have a long lost brother that's also Billy Loomis's kid? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the killer could just be like a fan. I mean, I don't want the killer to they just did that be a now. fanboy. They did that now, right? Who could the killer be? I don't know. Oh, you know who the killer is? Who? Sydney's child. They did her cousin, though. And the killer is just like a little kid. Oh, my God. Stop it. (laughs) A little ghost face comes in and everyone's like, oh, who could that be? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Who could that be? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's the hard part about all these movies is that like you want it like you can come up with a good script. You can come up with everything. But then the reveal of who the killer is has to be good and make sense and it's difficult yeah and that's what the second and third movie had to deal with where it's like somebody we already know isn't the killer it has to be one of these new people and there's only mm-hmm. so many time for new people yeah so you have to try to figure out which one it is you know yeah i don't want mm-hmm. it to be new people is the problem but i also don't want it to be like I don't, someone for no we reason. don't buy anybody yeah yeah i don't buy any of these people being close i feel like to it. maybe the sister i guess Jenny, like clo- like i was saying Jenny she's Ortega. tiny She's too tiny. She is like five nothing, one hundred pounds. She gets a mech. Oh my god. She's just in a ghost face mech and she's like, <laughs> Okay. I think we need to get out of here. I think we've hit the wall. I and think he that shoots, is the He shoots okay. knife missiles nice. out of his hand. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Marcus, is there anything else about Scream Six you'd like to talk about? I want to talk more about this Scream Gundam, okay? <laughs> Nobody wants a Scream Gundam. I want a Scream Gundam. Make it happen. I will say one thing that I found really refreshing was we weren't in Woodsboro. Scream works not in Woodsboro. Yeah. I don't know if we need to go back to Woodsboro. Let's go to New Jersey. Okay. Well, let's go there. (laughs) If you're going to New Jersey, you might as well go back to Woodsboro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mex made it worse. (laughs) I don't think Mex are it, dude. I think Mex are great. Mex are the best thing. I think let's sleep on this and let's figure out if we can figure out who the killer is because i think our idea is pretty fantastic Mm -hmm. so far and all we need to do is all we need to crack is who's the killer we'll figure it out make make everything better though that's what i'm gonna say that's my final okay that's my final word i think oh you know what it's stupid 
no, it's stupid. You're probably gonna think it's stupid too. But the only one that I might be able to buy becoming the killer is the homeboy who's been stabbed a million times that's still alive because of something like maybe he does it because he wants because Sam is too much in Jenny Ortega's life and he does it because he wants them to like distance themselves so he can have her to her himself. I, I'm that's closer than we've been. It's not perfect. Or I, I would kind of buy we fast that. forward okay. 20 years down the line. We ate. We do makeup on we them. Do ma- <laughs> we all age right. makeup, everybody. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're all in their 40s. Sam's in a relationship now. She's been married to the neighbor for like 20 years. Things are uh-huh. like going well. I like that actor. They have he kids. Was from Arrow. I like them. Like mm-hmm. th- things are good. But it turns out as you as the movie kind of unravels, you find out more and more that their relationship is not good. But then the okay. killings start happening and they start getting uh-huh. closer together. And you find okay. out that it's the boyfriend that after our husband now, and after all these years of a stale marriage, he was killing so they could trauma bond. Again, not bad, but not <laughs> oh, it's also it's hard because these are people we like know, and it's like, and now they just start killing people. Yeah, 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 yeah it's true. Or maybe it's oh, maybe it's both of them. Maybe it's both of them for the same reason, because the two sisters are too close and they feel like they've lost their wives, Ooh, so they do all these Another ghost to- face one. There's two ghost face operating at the same time who don't aren't working together. They just are two separate ghost faces. Ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marcus, that might be the thing that's just a little different that works. Yeah, and then like they run into each other and they like start fighting, like Freddy versus Jason, but like Ghostface versus Ghostface. Marcus, that's it. We're clo- mm-hmm. you, you found the shtick. Mm-hmm. You found the shtick. I, I I like modern day Matthew Lillard. Sam's going through something, accidentally kills someone. I like that shtick. We yeah. just gotta figure out who the killer is. Yeah. Uh, we can we'll combine these and have it be Jenny Ortega and Matthew Lillard. Just combine <laughs> all the things. They don't know each other's killing. I thought you said Matthew Lillard is not a killer now. That's the point. No, we're changing it now. Now that we need two ghost faces who don't know, it could be anybody. But that's what I like. Anything's right, on the Marcus, table. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about about Scream no. 6? Okay, let's get out of here. I've Marcus, did you out. like Scream 6? I did like Scream 6. Nick, did you like Scream 6? I loved it. 9 out of 10. I still think that even with the silliness we talked about. 7.5 out head, of 10. <laughs> uh, Marcus, would you recommend this film? I would recommend it. I think that it was like brutal. It was like intense. There was great scenes. Just know that the ending is going to suck. Even if you go into it thinking the ending is going to suck, it might be a little better for the, you because you know what's coming. There are such, uh, I totally agree with you. There's such memorable kills and scenes and acting and directing that this movie is totally worth the watch for yeah. anybody that likes horror. And I, even like people that don't like horror. I think yeah. this is like interesting, actiony, modern movie for people to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus, last question. Will you be watching the sequel? Scream definitely, 7. definitely, definitely. Especially since we'll be writing it. I think it's it's a good one to look at. In March for. 2023, directors were hopeful for a seventh film in the series and said they would like to continue to see more movies in the franchise, whether we're involved or not. They also said that they wanted Campbell to return in future installments, saying we'd love to be able to make another movie with her and we're not giving up. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Love it. I agree. All right, guys, 
If you like the show, go ahead and rate us, review us wherever you're at. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash now try this cast. We are you can start sending your suggestions for what we do next month anytime you would like. We vote on them near the end of the month, and then the next month we do that thing. Like this month, you guys decided we are doing Ted Lasso season three. We'll be doing that next week live on twitch.tv slash now try this cast. I read out of breath right before the cast. And we hope to see you there. Come and join the Discord. Come and join the patreon come and join the conversation and the community join the conversation join the discord join the community thank you so much for joining us tonight remember we love you and to go out there and try things good night good night Speaking of dinosaur wrestlers, though, I had ChatGBT create three like monologues for if I won with my deck. And you didn't get the chance to use them. And I didn't get a chance to use it. So I'm going to read some of it now. Okay. Okay. Now, specifically, when we were dueling, I was dueling you and, and Joseph at the same time. So I want context. Okay. Right. Right. Now, all I told it was to write a monologue, final turn monologue with yugi facing two opponents at the same time with a deck of wrestling dinosaurs okay that's it i didn't tell him to like do it silly do what i just nothing that's it okay got it i'm gonna read you have to do it in an anime Yu-Gi-Oh kind of voice though. okay okay i never thought i'd be facing two opponents at once but here we are and you know what i wouldn't have it any other way I may be using a deck full of wrestling dinosaurs, but don't underestimate their power. Each and every one of them is strong, agile, and ready to take on any challenge. I know that my opponents are tough and they'll stop at nothing to win, but that's okay because I won't stop either. I'll fight with everything I got until the very end. So let's do this. It's time to show the world what true dueling is all about. It's not just about winning. It's about heart and determination. And I've got plenty of both. My deck, it's like so funny because it keeps going when you think it's going to stop. It's like, oh, that's a good last line. Just like the (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. It's exactly like the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. My deck may not, my deck may be unconventional, but that's why what makes it so special. I've poured my heart and soul into it, and it's become a part of me. So bring it on, opponents. I'm ready for whatever you've got. Let's make this final turn one for the history books. Let's show the world that even with wrestling <laughs> dinos, anything is possible. That's so good. It was pretty that's good. Exactly like Yu-Gi-Oh! And that stopping thing, that's how Yu-Gi-Oh! works. Remember, if somebody activated Pot of Greed, which they activated every duel, they said, <laughs> and now I've drawn my Pot of Greed. Do you know what this does, Duelist? <laughs> pot of Greed, when I play it from my hand, is a spell card, and it continues to be a spell card as I place it in my spell and trap card zone. And when I activate it, I get to go from my deck onto the top and draw two cards. That's right. Two cards off the top of my deck. I don't know what they are, but I hope they will help me succeed because when I activate Pot of Greed, I get card advantage with these two extra cards i have drawn from the top of my deck that are now new to my hand that i get to use to destroy you because of pot of greed 
the you, magic card that you, I have played on the field to defeat you, Kaiba. Yu-Gi-Oh! was like when you're a kid and you have to write a 500-word essay and you're like, ah, I just gotta fill it up. I just gotta fill it up. 